Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Rolling. Rolling. Hello. Welcome to Going Off Track. Hi, Jonah. Hi, Brad. How you uh, doing, buddy? I'm doing I'm doing okay. Did you yoga today? I did not do yoga. Mm-hmm. I did yoga pretty much every other day this week. Did not do so yoga. Fuck today. It. You need a day off, dude. I slept in. You got you For know, your yoga muscles have to grow on your day they off. They do. You actually it is good to um to not do it every to not work out every day. Or, yes. Yeah. Because you have to rest your muscles so yeah. they can build. Yeah, and the best way to do that is to uh Eat like a turkey club at like two in the morning. Exactly, because that kind of helps your muscles absorb the nutrients and absorb and the the alcohol and the alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. It's good. It's yeah. It's a very advanced plan. The yoga alcohol plan. Yes. Um. Today we have a very amazing podcast. Wouldn't you agree, Brad? I think it's fantastic. Uh, I wasn't there again. You there. Who was I by myself for this? I probably was. I think I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was by myself, but I was with the married couple of Justin and Melissa Beck. Uh, I met Melissa, I met both these people separately a long time ago. I met Melissa when she was a cast member on The Real World New Orleans in 2000, 2001 when I was in college and I was interning for the music department there, putting in lots of uh, cool music, by the way. I put in a lot of Tristeza, a lot of of cool... Indie instrumental music. If you heard in the real world, that was because of me. And um, nice. I worked for this awesome dude, Dave Stone, who's I think is like doing some crazy job now. Was he like the music supervisor or something? He was a music. He was a super for the show, and now I think he's a super for like a bunch of shows. Um, he was an awesome dude. He was cool. Yeah, we was like gig. It was great. Um, it was really fun. But yeah, I met Melissa at like an at the drive-in show, and I was like, hey, I'm working on the show, and we were into the same music. I interviewed her for my zine, and flash forward. 15 years later, um, she has three kids, and she's married to Justin Beck, the guitar player in Glassjaw, um, who I've also known a long time. Uh, so they came in together, and it was super funny. Uh, Glassjaw is still active, so you can check them out. And Justin has a huge company he runs called Merch Direct that prints t-shirts for almost every band. Nice. So they're very funny and successful and cool and ridiculous. And uh, I'm going to shut up so you can listen to me talk to Justin and Melissa Beck. It's going on um, <laughs> Go ahead, you guys can start right. looking for lip gloss. Alright, um, you guys good? Yeah. Alright. What's up? What up? Justin and Melissa. Do I have to sit Beck. like this? No, you can move that. Okay. See what I did? Because I want to sit. Oh. Is this like, Justin, is this similar to your studio setup at home? Similar, but this is like no, way bigger. I don't have a warehouse with with young kids with no jobs running around. You don't? But, I thought you actually did. No. Well, no. I mean, young kids. I mean, young adults. Okay. With no fucking job or real <laughs> real purpose in life, just dicking around pretending to uh, be artists. I you are so children. judgmental. I have three children who shit their pants, but uh, no. But the space it's like twenty twenty percent. The control room's like twenty percent larger than this, and then. The live room is probably about this big. It's kind of cool. So you do, do you do just your glass draw your own stuff there? Or do you do other bands? No, just just glass draw. Yeah. Yeah, there's no time or 
experience or true acumen as a studio person to entertain external parties. I'm not a studio engineer. I'm not going to pretend to be. Yeah. It's just a, a way to play stuff without pissing off your your spouse, children, or neighbors. Without? <laughs> Is it loud? Can you hear it? Is it loud? Well, the amazing thing is it's soundproofed outside. So if you're standing outside our house and he was recording, you wouldn't hear a thing. However, inside is a completely different story. Should I tell them about what you did when I brought Shira home? Okay, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's loud, but I'm used to it. It's fine. Yeah. Our children sleep through it. It's, it's, It's normal to them. Okay. So this is wild because I know you guys sort of separately. I know. It's very weird. Because, Justin, we met, we did some weird sushi dinner when I worked at AP. Do you remember this? Was that in Boston? No. It was in Cleveland. I remember getting the tour of the offices, yeah. You came to the office and then we all went out to this weird sushi dinner. Like It was like you, like Larry. (laughs) like, uh, And I think that's when we met. And then, like, I think when I was working on Warped Tour, you guys were, like, on the drive through stage or something? Uh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> All I remember was every time I saw you guys, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? You're like, we're getting seafood. All you guys cared about was seafood. <laughs> that's, 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 that's me. That's still accurate. Is that still accurate? <laughs> yeah. Pesca, pescatarian. Yeah. I get it, man. And we met when I was working for the real, interning for the real world. Yeah. New Orleans. So many moons, like, you're 2000. That was 2000? Mm-hmm. 16 years ago and you were like working with the music guy there dave stone and then i saw you outside of that realm because i never saw you actually in the place in the studio i think it was like we're outside like an at the drive-in show or something yeah and i remember the look of incredulity on your face like how the fuck is she here that is not true that's true no because it was like you were like you were the one where they were like oh this girl has a cool taste in music because you wear like a promise ring shirt or something (laughs) <laughs> you like that the driving? Yeah, I liked it. I have, remember you came to my house in Barrico and I had the cassettes. Don't do this. Don't do me like that. I did. She was at the show. I've always liked that the driving. All right, cool. There are ones I don't like that you listen to, but we don't have to do all that. <laughs> but I did like at the driving. But we bonded. I interviewed you for my zine. Remember that? Yeah. Oh my at god! Your, that weird apartment you lived at, remember where you were like tiny- selling those elephant paintings or something. He said sewing them. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's how I met Justin Beck. How did you guys meet? So I needed an online store. Okay. Because I don't know if you know about me, but like during that time, I was just making stupid cash, like Tiger Levels. From the paintings? Or yeah. from like live I just said Tiger Levels. Tiger's broke. Um, no, I need, I, had, I need an online store because every time they would marathon the show... I would get, like, emails, and this was before we had our own, like, fan mail account, so the emails went through Buna Murray and then came to me. Then I had my own little one that I opened up, and people were like, can I buy that? And I was like, uh, Eureka. So I hooked up with an artist in New Orleans who set me up with, like, getting the prints and all that stuff, and I'm still friends with him, Lionel Milton. Hi, Lionel. And um, I was doing all the distribution myself, so... That weird little creepy apartment I was in. Yeah. I used to sit there and stuff them and package them and then take, right, I had a ledger book and then I would go to the post office twice a day and it would be like an 18 hour day of me just filling orders. And I was like, this is very strange. And then in between that, I would go on auditions. Ew. So then I need an online store and we had a mutual friend and he was like, you know, he really only does music stuff, but. Maybe you could talk to him. I came to Long Island and he had a little tiny office smaller than this. And he's like, explained it. And I said, let's do it. So I've known him for the, what, since 2000, 2001. And then he was obsessed with me, (laughs) like so in love with me. He sees that he's, he never keeps a straight face. He really doesn't say that, but that that really is true. He was in love with me and our, our paths just never crossed that way. And then one day they did. Um, well, he asked an inappropriate question. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. It so. was crazy. Like, I remember, I guess this is when you met Melissa too, but like, I remember like, it was, the real world was such a big deal back then because there like weren't like fucking nine million reality shows. Yeah. Like, I remember like, we couldn't 
really like you couldn't hang out by like a window or like oh, people, no. it was yeah. wild like i couldn't anyone from the last 12 seasons of real world could be in this building right now i wouldn't fucking know no it was crazy you go to the mall be fucking mayhem it was crazy did that still happen do people still recognize you from that it still happens but not like on that level because i'm just like and when it happens no, people it's are more just, of a subconscious thing yeah, yeah. Don't, are, they don't know what it is they're like yo i go to school with you right you did you Kennedy make me a frappuccino that happens Starbucks? to my sister a lot too like, i would recognize your sister anywhere though i know but like especially early when she was on snl because like you wear so many costumes and like wigs and stuff people would always be like do it do we work together and she was like was i at the canter at your bar mitzvah yeah yeah exactly yeah i get that like um were you just at such and such starbucks were you this and i'm like mm. and after a while you just say yes right that was me. right 100 percent. how are you like that and it goes away but i also get it weird for my voice over the phone it happens and that's when it's creepy really <clears throat> i didn't think i had <laughs> i didn't think i had like that distinctive a voice but when i when i hear my own voice i do hear the person that was on real world not that i'm a different person but you know i'm 17 years older yeah so i, I it's weird to know your own voice because who knows their voice i know mine right and people know it and it's weird that is weird mm-hmm mm-hmm <laughs> But how do people pick up on your voice? I don't understand. Like, I'll call and I'll be like, hi. Yes, because motherfuckers in front of a computer at a call center and they're no, probably Googling your no, shit. No, no, <laughs> Like, who's this asshole I'm talking to? And then they tap in like, oh, that's probably no, what's going on. No, I've had it before where they're like, wow, you're, you sound so familiar. I swear to God. I, had, I was at a bar the other day and some dude when I was leaving was like, I listened to your podcast. I recognized it from you talking. See? But that happened once to me in my whole life. It's happened to me. Yeah. A gang you of times. You have a more distinctive voice, I think. Justin. See, the thing about Justin Beck is that he doesn't... <laughs> he, like, hated the real world really bad. And would... i never seen it. I saw... The last thing I saw was when... Not Paco. What was it? Pablo? He said Paco. What was his name? <laughs> oh, uh... Pedro? Pedro. Pedro was like... Puck put his fingers in the peanut butter. That's right, the right. last thing I remember from that's that good. show. That's good. That's all you need to know. You that's don't really all, need to know anymore. That's all I knew. And I was like, this is retarded. Except for the time that it was on and you saw me and you were like, that fucking girl, holy shit, I have to marry her. <laughs> that did happen. One of his friends told me that really did happen. Yeah. I swear to God. John Florencio told me that. <laughs> He's fucking with you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, but how do you deal with, like, when you're at the mall or something or people, like... I'm a glass jaw fan, like it's hysterical. It, it doesn't <laughs> happen that often. No. Dude, motherfucker, dude, we just <laughs> we just toured. Yeah. I could be out front with a glass jaw fucking tattoo on my face. And like nobody knows again, by design or just because I'm not memorable, nobody fucking knows who the fuck I I'm. think you're memorable. Nah, I think so dude, too. Dude, on this last one. We go out and the whole band will be sitting out there and dudes will walk up and be like, like, hold the camera. <laughs> be like, Daryl, I love the band. I was like, all right, cool, man. No fucking clue. No Dude, clue. And, uh, and it's always been like that. We played a show and some guy came up to me, uh, a United Nations show, a couple of years ago in Philly. And some guy was like, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was like, oh, cool. That's like my writing is like, lyrics on worship and tribute changed my life. <laughs> and I was like... Because Daryl has all this stuff with United Nations. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, and this kid clearly had no idea what Daryl looked like and just thought I was him. And I just went with it. He's like, can I get a picture with Daryl? I was like, totally, man. Like, I was like, you must have really not be that big of a fan. Oh, no. Like, if you think I'm Daryl. Oh. No, but to, to piggyback on that, when I first met him to do my online store, I actually liked Glassjaw. I wasn't like a hardcore, crazy, like, obsessed fan because I feel like their fans are super into them or right they hate your ass there's no in between but i did like glass jaw and when i went in there i didn't connect glass jaw merch direct justin justin beck i just thought he was an, another long island guy that really liked glass jaw and i didn't put it together for like years yeah and then when i put it together i was like oh because who when, when would you see glass jaw yeah that's true and even if you see i lay in the cut i'm not right like <laughs> I'm not that dude well so as far as like merch direct goes like were you it sounds to me like one of those ideas where I'd be like oh it'd be really smart if I started a t-shirt company and then I'm like eh, I'm gonna take a nap though 
Like, how did you actually make that like a real thing? Maybe that's more a reflection of me. Survival tactic? Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, I think it was, I guess it was, you get, you know, if you're looking at that Venn diagram of kind of decision-making life and what puts you in a path, you know, coming up in whatever scene you want to call it, you kind of, by nature, do by yourself because you're not, you know, not given an opportunity. But within that, you know, you know, whether it's DIY because you want to do it or because nobody will fuck with you, more or less you're indoctrinated with this like work ethic. You got to do it yourself, and you're doing your own. So when the whole signing thing happened, it was always you know we always say it was like it wasn't planned. We never aimed for it. And then you know when you're looking at the economics, you know you're going in there kind of like kind of second guessing, questioning everybody. You know, is it the big bad man and whatnot? And it's one thing you signed on for, like, the different modules, your pub or your record or whatever it is. And you see merch stuff coming through. But at least you, you know, as a young adult, paranoid or not, you at least had some concept of the economics of it. Because you've already been doing it since you've been 13, whether making them or purchasing, whatever it is. So it was one of those things that when those deals came through, it was very like, this makes no sense. Why would we sell something for X and, you know, just get this small fraction? So immediately, the first thing was just a survival tactic until a better deal came along and just the deal never came. And that was kind of how it started. Survival. So do you go in there every day? or Every day at 6.30 a.m. Every day. Really? Like 6.30 p.m. And I hate my life. (laughs) It's, 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 It's rough. That's wild. Yeah, I just... um, (laughs) You just looked defeated at a 12-hour day. We toured the West Coast with um, that band you guys just toured with, Silver Snakes. Okay. You you guys went out with them in Coheed recently or something? How's that? Had you played the Garden before? It was the theater at the Garden. Theater, We never did. It was... was it's a weird spot. I mean, that's a I weird... I don't think I've actually ever been in the theater. To born and raised in New York, never been there. Yeah. And like, you always hear of it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, but you're like, yeah, I was actually never there. It was, that was a weird spot. The tour was, the tour was, it was interesting, you know, it was just kind of certain things led for it to, you know, again, there's always things coming through. It's like, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we not? Right. So with a possible, you know, loose plan of a next record or whatever it might have been, it made sense to kind of just do it. And we had an opening. We're like, man, fuck it. Let's just do it. But everyone has good people, you know, Yeah. their fans are their fans. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, not yeah. like, like if you, again, we're a smaller version of that or whatever, but like when you open up to somebody who's got their own weirdo niche fan base, like you're just, uh, you're the fucking, the shitty appetizer that people are like, nah, I'm cool. I'm going to wait till the course comes out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like, granted we had our fans there and I'm hopefully sure. we want some people over, but inevitably like in the main course and like, I remember like we did some shows with brand new and like their fans, you know, different but again to them it's like they just sit up front and they're like looking at you like get the fuck off right like move on please and it's just like it's bizarre it's 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 a unique social exchange when you're like up there and you're like dude should we just get the fuck off like (laughs) all right so it was it was unique but it was fun again silver snakes cool people cool cool people man It it was cool yeah, Claudio just came through here. Actually, the day of that show, he came through in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's interesting you bring up Brand New, because I feel like Glassjaw and Brand New, like, you guys are so, like, two bands where I feel like you don't do, like, the normal, anything normal. And it's so, like, enigmatic, but I feel like people, I feel like people love it, sort like, it works somehow. I mean, like, how much of that is by design and how much of it is just, like, oh. this is... I think it's none of it's by design for us and as a, as a peer or partial coworker with brand new, like, I don't think it's by design. I think it's, you know, you have a bunch of fucking crazy people and speak on both parties. I'm not talking shit, but like bands are generally comprised of, you know, you have your same characters in each band, but the total sum of the conglomerate is a bunch of crazy people, you know? And then as you get fucking older and like you're not you're not like tacked or like you're not you're not tapped or tech down to like reality. 
know what I'm saying? Right. You just get deeper into crazy zone because, like, if you were born in space and there was no up or down or feeling heavy <laughs> or not, you can't grasp that concept. So how the fuck are you going to grasp, yo, I got to be somewhere at X time. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. So by design, I wish it was because I'm an anal <laughs> dick, but, like, again, I'm just a part of the global conglomerate and just, you know, it, it's... It's a different world. Everybody lives in this a much different space. So it's the way the wind or magic, whenever the shit's ready, yeah, yeah, it happens. It really is very hand to mouth. I'd say it's probably for most bands, or at least these two shitty bands that we're you know we're talking <laughs> about. Yeah, not by design. I wish it was. Yeah. Do you still? Do you guys listen to a lot of the same? Because I feel like me and Melissa, we really bonded over integrity. Big time. Um, do you guys listen to like? Do you guys like listen to Hatebreed around the house or anything? Or like, what's like? What's it? T- or do you? Just, is it just like um, cartoons for your kids? Or no, if we have to share listening, st- like he's 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 not he is not trying to like watch Lemonade, right? Forty eight times in a row. I am right, and I will. Um, and he can vibe it. For a short while, but he's not really trying to do all that. But are but you we, like listening to just like Silent Majority all day or like? No. <laughs> he said all day. No. no, but we do like. No, it's like '90s R&B. Is okay, what our household plays. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But every now and again, there'll be like a, a random. We'll play a random into another moment, or a shudder to think moment. The bands that we like in common, we probably shouldn't like in common, like Mariah Carey. Um. He hates everything I like. Never mind. <laughs> no, but she's into like current shit. Okay. Like yeah, if what's I get in her car and it's just modern hip hop, like my brain just like he doesn't know songs like down in the DM and and like he doesn't know if he doesn't know like Fetty Wap songs. I'm like, yeah, what? me neither. I thought Chance the Rapper was the guy from Chance of Love. Please don't get me started. <laughs> like she I've, just brought it up the other way. I'm like, who the I fuck? The, my the, stomach the, the hurts thinking about it. Now you just got me here. Like Aww. I thought it was a dude from the Stallionaires on the. The VH1 love show. May he rest in peace. No, that was the other one. The one with the long hair? That was... Oh, real. 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 There was real and chance. Oh, okay. And they were rappers. So every time I hear this dude chance to rap, I'm thinking it's the dude from that stupid show. (laughs) Yep. Um, Yeah. I don't know shit. I don't either. I wanted to ask you something. I read this. So, Melissa, if you follow Melissa on Twitter, she talks a lot about the Kardashians and reality wow, TV. No, I mean, not, not like that's <laughs> it. Um, yeah. What do you want to ask Well, me so about? I just heard about this this Blake Lively thing. Oh, is Oakland, that a real... L.A. face with an Oakland booty? <laughs> yeah. That thing? Is that appropriate in black culture? I just thought I was quoting Listen, a rap song. What's, it can, was. Can white people it, quote rap songs? They can, but she's corny. <laughs> Like, Chloe did it, too, and it was fucking corny. It's like, you don't have an Oakland anything, bitch. (laughs) So, it was just a... You know what it is? It's just annoying. I didn't think it required 50,000 think pieces about it. It was just this lady who I don't even know took a picture of her butt. Okay, weirdo. And then everybody talked about it. Like, that was weirder to me. And who even is this lady? I know she matters and she's important, but like I honestly don't know where she's from. Or- she's from Gossip Girl, I think. right? But I didn't watch that. I didn't either. But who's this? this- See, Justin. Did- if 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 he doesn't know, and he's tapped in, and I don't know, <laughs> and I'm Gossip stupid Girl? tapped in, you really are it's never going to know. It's a show that you would probably kill yourself if you had to watch like a marathon of. It's like a it's like a teen like it's kind of old thing. It's old, yeah, and she was on it when, like, the frog was jumping around on the W and the B. Like, it's a long-ass time ago, but she somehow matters still because I think she married somebody important. You know who she married? Old boy, which you wouldn't know this either. He played the 15-year-old drunk on Nickelodeon's first soap opera, 15, which was my shit. I remember 15. Vanessa is obsessed with that show. Wait, Dude, it was my favorite show. Ryan Reynolds, who played drunk Billy on 15 on Nickelodeon, ended up marrying the Gossip Girl lady. So the Gossip Girl lady, by way of his relevance, is relevant, I think. Can I say that? Wow, that was super weird because I'm not relevant at all and I'm deciding who is and who is not. But continue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's like... 
How do you so, like? How do you like keep up on all this shit? Because I feel like you have all these kids. <laughs> do you just have, do you just like outsource them or like? No, I listen, Jonah. <laughs> Here's the thing: I I I have a lot of kids. I'm a, I'm a fucking dugger without the uh, white Mormon aspect. <laughs> they're actually quiverfuls. But it's all the same shit. Whatever. White people. Um, <laughs> You know what it is? I like the collection of information and I like to be in the know now. So like, although I do talk a lot about the Kardashians and don't even watch the show, I, I, I'm, I didn't read mean the to like minimize your personality. Into- Thank you. I appreciate that. But um, I just like to, um, <laughs> I like to be on top of things. So like I can have a, genu- a, a genuine conversation with someone outside of my role as a mom, because if I did not keep up with what's going on in the world around me, my whole life would be breastfeeding, potty right. training, Trader Joe's, my Dyson vacuum cleaner, which is really nice. Thank you. I like it a lot. <laughs> um, and, you know, I feel like I got to keep my, my brains working. So right. Twitter for me and me reading all the news and keeping it in, in touch with pop culture and all that stuff is like my Sudoku. Yeah, I get you that. Know? And Justin doesn't know anything about it, so it's a perfect outlet. Like, if he came home and I had to talk to him about what I learned on Twitter today, he would be lost. He doesn't even know what a hashtag is. He doesn't... Actually, he that was cute when you tried to learn how to do hashtags on Instagram, where they're not really used, but okay. <laughs> like you can he's, use hashtags on Instagram, You can, right? but, like, he's so late to the game, he's still doing, like, long phrases in a hashtag that would no one would ever really search. Like, oh, hashtag fuck you. Like, that's, like, so <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> LOL. And his hashtags are completely inappropriate. Like, in fact, let me get, I gotta pull one up. I would love to hear one. You don't follow Justin Beck on Instagram? I didn't know Justin was on Instagram. He's not. he's not really on there that often. <laughs> but I've had to several times be like, babe, take that down. I just put photos of my children up. <laughs> and sometimes random toilets. No. Yeah. I'll show you a toilet right here. And you put ugly pictures of me up every time. I can't stand it. I I cannot believe that's really your phone case. So this is his... Um, he he was on tour and he happened to be in L.A. And he went to the Griddle Cafe. And he hashtagged it, the Griddle. Hashtag fuck Los Angeles. Hashtag Fiesta Scramble all day. <laughs> like It's delicious. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Yeah, so... His Instagram is fun for that. Yeah. Just him trying to use social media is very interesting. What do you, I mean, like, how, what do you, how do you feel about social media? Just it's a waste of time? Or you just feel old? Or, like... I think it's completely vain if yeah. you're a civilian. If you're a business, then there's uh, validity to it. And, again, you're just trying to get a populace of people at one central point is ways to narrow it down. And then for the things that are outside of civilian or business, like bands, which are hybrid of personality and sustainability, depending how you look at it, again, it's kind of like, eh, it's corny. And it's just like one of those things, like, do you really need to fucking keep up with it? And then you're not having fun or making music or doing whatever your your passion is. You're worrying about keeping up keeping up with the counts it's just like because people are people are uh it's i think people it's are fucking being validated wild. by the numbers yeah you know what i'm saying so it's just like you know and i remember seeing it back in the day with like you know like all these businesses come through we give the pitches at work and they're like hey you gotta do this and the counts and it's like see so many dope acts like again like reference show to think they probably had on Instagram, maybe 800 fucking people. So again, like, right. if someone's going to, in this simple wor- world of, you know, that, that represents your accolades or accomplishments, it's like, feel it's an unfair scale. If you're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's harder to think lesser than someone else because they have 800 fucking likes. Like, what I'm saying, if you could decouple the, um, the judgment from the tool, I think it would be better, but I guess our society doesn't judge it on that. Yeah, See, kinda... I operate on private social media accounts because I, 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 I like to collect information. Twitter is just information collecting. 
It's not for like posturing or like. So I just started taking selfies only because Snapchat has a good ass filter. But really, I'm not trying to do all that. I don't want to be. I think it's whack. It's fucking vain. I'm not into that shit. It is weird. Like I, I talk about this on podcast too. Like sometimes I'll like take a photo at a show and it'll be like some shitty photo. I'm like, why did I take this? Why am I posting it? And I think there's an element of like ego or like I'm doing this cool thing. You're not doing it. Check it out. Yeah. And it's like what's the fucking point? Just be there. Yeah. So again, right. depending. But who's it also helps it. if you just stop doing cool things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Has like, that worked I, for you? Yes. I don't I I rarely use Snapchat because I'm like, oh look, I'm in the kitchen again. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Like social fucking at like at work, it's like are you, you having a problem with your fucking your files? Put it all. Like there's a new app, there's there's desk, there's Zen, there's this, and it's like consolidate them all. Use Evernote and it's same with the social. It's like I feel like every day you wake up and you're like, Oh, I gotta catch up with Right. The rest of society for, for the ever-evolving tech and social aspect. It's just it's too much. Give me a fucking fax Well, machine. I think we're also all... <laughs> Seriously. I think we're all around the same age, and I feel like I'm at the age now where I'm like, oh, I don't understand how new stuff works. Like, I feel like I'm my parents now or something. Like, I'm but, like, even, but even with the kids, like, who's actually doing something with this shit again i'm gonna sound like an old fart but who's doing shit dude i feel like all young people like make stupid money on social media no, you don't understand it's a real thing i mean who cares we're not doing it and we're old and it doesn't apply to us but to your point about feeling old and being on social media i have to stay young my children are gonna use a cell phone that he might get them one day and beyond things and i need to know what they're doing because i'm gonna creep on my children at all times yeah. so i can't have a little girl on Snapchat posting inappropriate shit. I have to be. I have to know how to use the tools that my children are going to be using to defeat me, and that's why I stay on it. Not, you know, I'm not out there, you know, gathering followers and likes and shit like that. But I am keeping my mind again. Sudoku. It's important, Justin. You don't think so, but you're gonna you're gonna be very happy when I know everything that our kids are doing. Okay. Is your screen name still Shorty and Mercy? Do you remember that? Oh, my God. <laughs> remember my AOL account? Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> well, I had two. You did? I had Shorty and Mercy, and that was the one that I used, you know, like, you know, if you want to chat. Yeah. Hit me up on AOL. Yeah. Um, but then my secret one that I had, um, so I could be creeping, was I Hate Animals, and no one would talk to me, because who talks to <laughs> I Hate Animals? <laughs> <laughs> So it was perfect. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh my God, AOL screen name. How do you remember that? that I can, this kind of shit I can remember, but like if I have an important meeting today, I'll forget about it. <laughs> you have important meetings too? No, I yeah, just new, This is a new app you should use to yeah. keep your point. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm bad at that stuff too. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, see, you'd rather actually create music or art or something then keep up with the joneses yeah 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 i think that's cool he's after cool. my day job is concluded though yeah yeah yes because i guess i i don't know if a lot of people think this but i kind of assume merch direct was sort of such a big thing now where you like just have someone that kind of runs it and like calls you if there's like a problem or something but you're not like i wish it was that way yeah but again with everything changing the technology whether it's on because you know it's it's a not a unique business because a couple businesses are like this, but where you know we're a merchandiser, we're a manufacturer, we're a distribution center. So you know, going back to like keeping up with the the new apps or whatever it is, like everything's forever changing on a, on a software and on a hardware level. So it's like every day you need to kind of reshift and kind of pivot your company and again you have 90 people running around and like it's one thing if we're a and b two people in a room and i hand you something we could go back and forth but when you have a chain of it's something's going down the line of 80 people how do you transmit an idea into a physical product and then multiple variations of that and then you're doing a few hundred a day or a few thousand a day how do you how do you how do you maintain that and then as Again, as the hardware, the machines and everything shifts, like when you shift one little small little ingredient, the other 
10,000 ingredients shift as well. So it's this constant um, fluid, uh, this is constant fluid change. But with people, you know, I would say like you could bend ideas and you could forward emails all day. But when you got steel, flesh and bone, it's hard to bend those things. Right. So there's, there's it's, it's constant evolution. So it's, and yeah, it's just constant evolution. And it's a lot of, a lot of. Lot of it's a lot of moving parts, so unfortunately, it's not just kind of lick it, stick it, and walk away from it. Like, you if you want to sustain and just kind of cruise, yeah, you could probably show up once, like, it could automate, but to constantly evolve, improve upon, and and advance and improve, you know, you got to be there because, again, sustaining inevitably equals your demise because right. someone else is going to be hungrier and advance past you and then as you go and like you kind of you're in this you're in your own trap because whether it's the clients the customers the employee you know there's so many mouths that feed off of it it goes past your own hey let's do something in this room two people it's like and let's if the passion wears out you're like i'm cool let's 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 dissolve but when so many things connected like you know it, it becomes larger than you know and i would say like She's like, ah, oh, you own your own business. Do whatever the fuck you want. I'm like, nah, dude. I got to suck my client's dick. I got to suck your dick. I got to suck the employee's dick. I'm sucking a lot of dick. You know what I'm saying? I I don't own my calendar, you know? What is wrong with him? <laughs> you know, no, but, but I'm for real. Like, you're constantly... No, I... Right. Of, you of, don't own your calendar. Of and the it, people in this room, I think I would be most qualified to understand what you're saying. I know. Yeah, because I come I home and, him, I, and I go crazy. Well. Like, even with bad shit, you know, everyone's like, oh, you fucking... Like... If I'm like, yo, could we be somewhere and everyone's fucking two hours late and you don't even say shit. They just know that my clock is going, you inconsiderate fuck. And they're saying, you think you're better than us? Why do you move your calendar? And I'm like, I don't own my fucking calendar. You're right. playing video games all day. Please just <laughs> show up on time, please. You know what I'm saying? Are you an on-time person? A what? Uh, Are you an on-time person? Yeah, that's probably what we bicker about most of us. Yeah. Dude. I think punctuality is, is, that's like your foundation. Like, that's your cornerstone. Like... You trip up if you trip up on punctuality, like you're saying to your other parties involved, like fuck you. No, it's it's I'm being late is you. arrogant for it's sure. Arrogant as fuck. Yeah. However, you're not always on time. No, because you make me late. And, but the other thing is, and, the other thing is, you want to be on time for shit that don't even really matter. No, and that's where I'm it's like, principle. dude. But no one cares. No, except you. If we're going to a leisurely dinner. If, with, the with, uh, knows, yo, if the if other going, party knows, yo, if the other party knows, but if we're I'm going to a leisurely dinner and I am responsible for three tiny people and their butts and their hands and their faces, and then getting them in the car, buckled this, that, and the other, and then we get into the restaurant ten or fifteen minutes late, that is fucking heroic. But if the other party is in the parking lot for twenty five minutes in the they're fucking checking car, their Instagram, it's fine. As long as it's cleared, that's my only. That's my only. It's my, gotta be transparent. Yeah, yeah. Mike Birbiglia has this one-man show now. It's so funny, but yeah, he has this thing. He's like, he's like on, an on-time person's wife isn't. And he's like, here's the thing about you not on-time people. We hate you. <laughs> like, it's, and he goes on about it. It's so funny. It's, uh, well, it's important. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, I'm going to be on time to like have my tubes tied. I'm going to be on time. <laughs> For when it matters, yeah, but I don't need to be on time to 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 get to the mall. Like, I mean, I was just well, hanging out here with Sarah, drinking coffee. You guys could have come, but you guys were on time. We got there on time, but that was also me putting it in his calendar. And this because you like to pretend that you're on time, but when you he gets into this this merch direct vortex and nothing matters. So I could be at home slaving away on one of my gourmet meals, <laughs> and then I just he'll be like, "Oh, I'm on my way," but I. I'll hear the surroundings. I'm like, no, you're not. That's the, you're not. So what's weird is what you apply being on time to and its importance, you apply it to everyone but me. What the fuck? Are you like a marriage counselor? I like, don't know. I mean, <laughs> I just asked, are you an on-time person? <laughs> yeah, let's move. We're going to get an argument on the okay, way home. Let's <laughs> I mean, like, how big of a part of your life is... Like, I don't want to talk about recording or anything, but, like, just how much of a big part of your life is Glassjaw? Because is it, like, a sporadic thing, or is it, like, like concentrated, or do you guys, do you, are you always writing at home, or? 
I'd say it's it's sporadic. Yeah, you know, again, when the when the ingredients and the timing is right, things will happen. And when it's not, again, it, it's not it's not a uh, primary source of 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 income. And again, it's you try to keep it quarantined as you know a f- you know an art project and something fun. So. <clears throat> It happens like when the timing's right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're not hungry, you're not going to eat. If you're not feeling creative, then you're not going to create. Right. And I think that's why it's like you know. Again, is it is it by design or is it is it you know it's just kind of fucking random. It's random, you know. And I think a lot of the bands, I've always I've always stated it's like when you got to keep up because that's your main thing. Like you're doing something in quote creative because you have to, not because you want to. You know, so for me, again, it's it's completely sporadic when, because sometimes I'm like, yo, let's go. And me down, I was like, nah, I ain't in the mood. Or vice versa, I'm like, I'm under a machine and my life is going to explode. Can I get back to you? So right. when the windows in, uh, line up, that's when, that's when we get in. So sporadic. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, like, do you like not having a kind of like, not constantly being on the road, like I hate the road. Yeah, I think the road's for assholes, <laughs> vagabonds, and motherfuckers <laughs> who just don't have an end goal in life. They just want to live in the moment. Like fuck sleeping on a bus, fuck sleeping in a van, fuck sleeping Your in a station wagon. Fuck sleeping on a friend's floor. Yeah, like fuck not seeing your family. You know, I've always felt that way. And then when you once you have family and whatnot you're like what who what the like fuck out of here you know and it's just you know if you like doing things and you don't feel like you're wasting your life you know i always say like when you're on the road 23 out of the 24 hours are sitting idle and it's just like yo the fuck right you were snacking your ass off you were like Every time we'd talk while you were yeah, on the road, he's like, I do. had the most amazing Ethiopian meal. You don't understand, Yo, babe. Dope so spot. it seemed like in you were Chicago, having an right amazing time. Right by the Agora Theater, this is Ethiopian spot. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yo, so good. So good. So he's on the road having great meals, and I... Seafood. Yeah. Shrimp curry. What's your, favorite, what's your favorite seafood spot? Well, it's really not seafood spot. It's not seafood-centric. It's okay. finding the restaurant that has the seafood. Right. Because, you know... Like there's some good dope Malaysian joints in Queens. They got delicious oh. squids. Okay. Delicious shrimps. Um, he said delicious squids and delicious shrimps. <laughs> some Italian eateries got delicious, delicious <laughs> squids and shrimps. The same. I'm a big fan. When we're lazy, Vincent's okay. in Nassau County, right? Like car place. It's a shit. We go in there since it's been three portions for fat white gluttonous motherfuckers. Why they gotta be white? Cause it's like what you th- when you think of like fat white people in a restaurant. That's okay. I don't just think grinding about that. on. Okay, <laughs> you're all race, but they're just grinding like. And you're like, I'm taking this for the next two days. Like, I want to portion this out. These motherfuckers are pounding the whole, like literally a bowl, like like a Thanksgiving size <laughs> fucking platter that would hold a turkey. It, that's your pasta, and people put it down. And then there's a couple. You were one spots. of those people. He will portion it out on his little plate. Yeah. He'll be like, you know what? I'm gonna eat this, and then I'm gonna take this to go, and then we'll get home. We'll watch Game of Thrones or whatever we'll do. And then next thing I know is I hear shit heating up in my microwave, and he seafood heating up in my microwave, and then he's eating that that microwave seafood snack at like twelve midnight. Yeah. That's so my move too. You're it's eating delicious. Yeah. <laughs> no. You have a lot of food analogies. You should examine your relationship with food. Okay. <laughs> um, are you guys caught up on Game of Thrones? Duh. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's our thing. You know, our she, our she, love language is Game of Thrones. She mentioned it the other week, and it's kind of like, yo, you know, you're right. Like, she's like, what'd you say? You phrased I it. Said, I said, I'm... Fu- circular I, plot. Yeah, I said, I need a fucking end game. Like, it's the same shit every time. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, my thing is, like... How many fucking times is Khaleesi gonna have to blow shit all the way the fuck up and remind you she's the mother of dragons before y'all take her seriously? She just keeps going into these tribes of people not taking her seriously. And it's like, y'all didn't hear about the fucking dragons? <laughs> like, you didn't hear about that shit the first time she fucking right. said that shit? Yeah. Like, enough already. And then, like, 
another yeah. crazy empowered young guy and then yeah so they just another replaced, star kid dies it's like they yeah, just we replaced gotta, um joffrey with this new one right ramsey yeah and it's and ramsey's i don't even hate him like i hated joffrey i think ramsey's cool he's cool like he's his delivery is cool he's just a dick and i just like him like i think he's cool but <laughs> I, the the last episode ended i looked over at him and i was like babe we need an end game like what the fuck right they went how much longer and also john snow should have come back like different like he should have been like a secret zombie or have right, some kind right, of other right. powers like he just came back hella regular he was like oh shit well he's uh, the true king I mean, he's the son, Target. He's technically first cousins with Homegirl, the Unburnt. Right. But I don't know if he's older than her, but he would have claim to everything. King of the North, king of fucking everything. And technically, he could probably f- put his ass on the, f- unless Halfbreed don't work, he could probably jump in the fire as well. Oh, interesting. That's what I said. I said maybe that motherfucker's fireproof. Interesting. But he's only half, half Stark, half. Right, Targaryen with the fucking. But is. whatever, he left the he left the guard because he realized. Like, no, because he could. Already... He died. His his contract was technically over. But also, he wants to fuck. Or that, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he broke the rules and he felt all bad and shit. So now that 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 part of him is resolved. Whatever. Yes, we watch Game of Thrones. We watch Game of Thrones and we watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Those are the things we can yeah. enjoy together. Otherwise, he's not watching anything I'm watching. And you. Had a show on Oxygen. Oh my point, God. Right? Are you fucking kidding me? This fucking guy. What? <laughs> I've known you for 60 years. Oh my God. Yeah, I did a show on. Okay, here's the thing though, Jonah. Okay. I have weird anxiety about anything I did on television because okay. I'm fucking weird. I think you go on a reality show and, you know, you can go one of two ways. You can have a really great experience or not. And you can capitalize on that experience and, like, stay in your little box and be that and get to levels unknown with your weird reality fame or don't or you can watch yourself on television and be like what the fuck i'm fucking i'm an actual crazy person oh my god and then never want to look at it again and never want to do it again that's how i feel about tv uh the show on oxygen it was really cool great opportunity really cool experience beautiful gowns beautiful gowns that's it. You don't yeah. even know that reference because you don't want you don't Minus. social media. See, he doesn't know that um, beautiful gowns. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> y'all don't really know shit. Aretha Franklin was asked a question about Taylor Swift and her like place of importance in the world of amazing singers, and Aretha Franklin responded, "Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns." Like it was like the biggest shadiest response. Yeah, it's like ever. when someone asked me about a band, I'm like, "Great guys." Yeah, 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 really nice guys. <laughs> I don't know if you you ever hung out with Mike from Silver Snakes, their bass player, but those guys are real big coffee snobs. Oh, right, I, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What do you think?" Of, we're on tour. I was like, "What do you think of Starbucks?" He's like, "Nice bathrooms." <laughs> exactly. Um, what was the coffee we just got? I can't remember. Blue, blue, blue bottle. Yeah, yeah. My friend Jean gave us some. Yeah, it was good. There's one around the corner from here. Oh, it's a real. It's a, oh, yeah, I didn't know it was San a big. Francisco. There's one I think here, San Francisco. You didn't know beautiful gowns. Beautiful. What is that a RuPaul thing? No, she's no it's like a meme. Oh. Oh my God, is that a RuPaul? It's like I'm not here. It's like you guys are talking. Well, and you guys are friends. <laughs> when really I know Jonah longer than you. Well, here, and I'm the one that set this shit up. I'm the one that replied back. I'm the one that coordinated your schedule. So I feel like, like whenever I have to set up an interview to you, too, I just like hit <laughs> Melissa. Like we did some weird warp tour interview. Did we? Yeah, you told me some. For some kind of warp tour story, did you tell me some crazy story about some band like wanted to beat you guys up? Oh, it was Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. Wait, I set up the interview. Yeah, you set it up. I was like, "Can I interview Justin for this thing?" And you're like, "Yeah, call him tomorrow <laughs> at one. Here's the oh, number." Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, that oh was... yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not good at calendary stuff. But also, he really should not be doing interviews. But the interview is hilarious because you're like, "Yeah, Pennywise tried to beat us up for something." And you were like something with a girl, and you were like, and we had just had like gay porn all over the walls yeah. of our bus. Reflected. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy uh, Pennywise, and then Rick Thorne, that oh, douchebag yeah, yeah. BMXer. They came on the bus, and you know, there was a I'll abbreviated story because it's like an hour long story. But he gets in my face like, "You want to do this, New York? Want to do this? You want to try to fuck my wife?" And I'm saying to myself, 
like in my boxes of eating mac and cheese. And I'm like, motherfucker, you are so stupid. And then the dude, what's the big guy in Pennsylvania? Fletcher. Fletcher's like, because he kind of kind of headed up the whole charge into our bus. Okay. And he's watching this little fucking monkey rat yell at me. And I think you kind of see him like look around the bus and like kind of pull away from the two dudes yelling. And he looks around and he realizes, yeah, there's like gay dudes hanging all over the windows. And he's like, oh, these are just a bunch of geeks. Like, <laughs> And he's like, all right, guys. Because there was like 30 people still on the bus. And he's like, all right, everybody. Like, you saw him having the epiphany. Like, these are a bunch of geeks. They ain't trying to fuck nobody's so wife. <laughs> and he's like, everybody off. I'm going to talk to them. And like, it was. But why did you have the, the gay porn? I don't understand. Because it was funny? Pictures of it? I don't even remember. It was y'all's homoerotic shit <laughs> should also be evaluated. Your, your relationship with food and and all bands and their homoerotic shit. You have that big time. Funny <laughs> humor. It, what's funny? <laughs> it's funny. I mean, do you think like not to bring up the Kardashians again? Because I'm not. <gasps> but but I'm just saying reality TV that stuff in general. I mean, do you feel like you're so outspoken or invested in it because you? That was kind of your life for a small period of time, or no? You know, it's just an escape. No, I I think that I'm a person that I like that medium. I you know I I tried out for the Real World as a person that loved the show. If you ask most people that have been on Real World, like, oh, would you, oh, I actually never watched the show. Uh, such and such sent me down, bitch. Right. You watch that shit. Shut up. I hate people that lie about that. I fucking loved the show. I watched every single episode. Like, if I saw Heather be on the street, I would I would I would be very excited and die and listen to her on Sirius XM in my car, which is why when the subscription runs out you can't let it run out because I've been listening to Heather B's show. Um so I like it. Like I'm a person that enjoys the housewives of whatever. Not New York. I can't even hate watch that one. I hate them all. Um but I, I just like reality shows and also having been having done it and having under, under I, and having an understanding that some people don't have, I like to watch it for that reason. So I'll be like, oh, they asked her that shit in post. She knows she didn't see that shit in real time. Right. I can tell like when they're lying and shit. I like looking out for boom mics. I'm st- The craziest stupid. part that when we did that interview for my zine, I learned that like I didn't know like you couldn't listen to music. No. You couldn't. Uh, you were like whenever. Well, for we, copyright infringement. Copyright yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you're like whenever we leave the house, we'd have to like call the producers and yeah. be like, we're going to leave. Yeah. So it's it's not like the most. It's not spontaneous like people think it is. But um, but when you were but on, our, when I was on it, it was real. Like it wasn't like oh, today we're shooting the scene of you doing blah blah blah. It wasn't right. like that. When I was on it, I was like, um, I'm going to get a burrito today, and then also after that, I'm going to stop by such and such and grab a such and such. And they yeah, like, okay. I I kind of tuned out when they started giving them like fake jobs. Oh, I hate it. Like, you have to do this thing, and then like someone didn't show up to work. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't show up to work either. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, it isn't a real thing. Well, I made the mistake of taking that fake job mad serious. Like, you know how stupid I What did I, you guys... What did we you, had a... Um, ice cream shop? Not an ice cream t-shirt shop. T-shirt stand? Not a t-shirt stand. <laughs> Radio station? station? No, we had a um, public access show. Oh. So it was oh, some meta right. shit back then. It was like a, 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 a TV show on a TV show on a TV show <laughs> on a TV show. And it was so fucking stupid, but I took it so seriously because I was like, yo, man, this could be my shit, bitch. I'm about to be like the next Barbara Walters off this shit. (laughs) And we called it, we called it seven on seven on seven on seven on seven at seven. It's like a stupid ass name. And I, the most, and I'm going to say, I can, because I can, the most iconic scene ever of all the real worlds ever came from that job so i can't be mad at it which is what i threw a chair at the black guy david um because he didn't want to change Why his intro be black? well i gotta be black i just said that i literally had that in my mind as i said it but he didn't want to do the intro how he wanted to do the intro and he wanted to instead incorporate himself doing come on be my baby tonight i think that was what the fight was about and fight me that's the most iconic thing that's ever happened on real world thank you <laughs> I think the peanut butter. The peanut butter is so is fucking lame. Iconic. That's who cares That's about that. That's all I remember. That was like the last thing. No, there's there's um, throwing the teddy bear in the water, whatever. Like, what, I don't deal. even know what that is. The girl with Lyme disease. Oh then right. There's, um, I forgot about that. There's um. Who gives a fuck? Come on, be my baby tonight. Is the most iconic. See, I can't even think of other ones. 
Heather be running with the dog and she fell. That was good. Rachel just hit a kid. Who? Rachel, who was on, um, she was on like a couple years after you. She was also the one that was into mm-hmm. like emo. Mm-hmm. Oh, the girl with the spiked hair? Yeah, yeah. Didn't she date Chad or some shit? Maybe. I don't know. All I know is the day that I moved to um, New York. Oh, she moved to Long Island, right? No, 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 no. The day that I moved to New York, basically Justin and I did long distance for like nine months or something. And I was in L.A. and he was here and he was like, "Um, I'm not doing long distance anymore. Fuck this. And I was like, what? He's like, I love you. Let's do this or don't. I was like, what? He's like, here's the tickets. I was like, what? He's like, ship your shit. I was like, that's it? He's like, yeah, because I can't do long distance anymore. You're going to do this or you're not. I was like, okay. So then I decided I would just do it. But the day that was actual moving day, you picked me up from the airport and we went straight to Bamboozle. Oh, that was horrible. And it was freezing cold rain. And I remember I had just come from California. It was in April. I had on flip-flops and like, you know, my my L.A., um, what would now be called thought. We don't say hoochie. We say thought now. I had an L.A. like thought outfit, you know, when I used to have my stomach out of shit. And... Um, I remember being there and being freezing and it was terrible. And she, Rachel, was at the same bamboozle. And in that world of emo kids and lopsided haircuts and I just she had eyeliner. that horrible spiky blonde trend, like short spiky blonde and like like what's that like ooh, like studded bells, yeah, whatever that trend was. Yeah, yeah. Oh god. That's all I'm envision. I can't see the face. Okay. I'm just seeing the hair and like the studded belt. She does not. She looks. No, she's really pretty. <laughs> right now, she's yeah. really. Jonah says she looks great now. She does. She's really pretty. She's really pretty. But the point is, at the time that we went to that bamboozle, um, you know, I was still in my real world zone. I was only like 2003 or 2004. So, and I had just gotten off the show. So, and and the fame thing, the really excruciatingly super famous but broke phase was like five or six years. It was a long time of being Melissa from the real world every fucking where I went. Um, but when we showed up at Bamboozle, in that world, in that emo world, nobody really... Everybody was like, I think the girl from real world's here. But they were saying that shit to me. I was like, yeah, bitch, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. I was like, wait, someone here was also on real world is kind of more famous than me, but not like, what the fuck universe is this where at every turn someone tells me I suck? So. <laughs> Def edit the part with me talking shit on that girl. Yeah, that's fine. I'll edit it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't even know. I don't even know who the fuck she is. But <laughs> she can be like, this fucking dick is talking shit about my shitty hair. Well, you're just gonna. I know. That's why I was like, you can't be talking shit about people. Also, because when I was on the road, I was mad, not cute. So I was like, no, no, whatever. Yeah. No one fucking splice that the fuck out. You got it. <laughs> oh, the girl with the horrible hair. <laughs> I think she would agree with you. In fairness, that was such a but. Forget her. Yeah. That trend, that look. Oh, God. And then it was like the banana strap fucking like tank top. Like, I just remember that whole era. What about Bad like tram stamps around that time? As, as someone who does like makes merch, like what is it like for you? Like when all that like fluorescent stuff or like Oliver print, are you just like whatever sells? Who cares? Are you like this shit is so ugly? It's going to pass. Uh... Like, are you surprised by what especially younger people want to buy? I think... I'll say we're not culprits of it. A right. majority of like our clients aren't in that or weren't in that niche. I was like all these like other merch companies and labels, and like I would I think I discovered it when I watched that Mexico thing when there was riots against El Emo. Do you ever see that shit? No. They were beating the fuck at like that emo trend or what became emo, which is historical when you think of the origins of technically what emo was, but. When just the hair and like the nine, like the nine inch fucking ears and shit. But like, you got to look it up. There was a thing and you don't put it in the view either, but it's fucking okay. hysterical. But if you like, there was like riots, they were beating the shit out of all these emo kids in Mexico. All these punks were beating up the emo kids. And it was just like such an extreme trend because again, kind of out of it. it wasn't fucking torn. Right. But back to the. Why can't that go in it? Because I'm just talking in circles. I'm. That's everywhere. That's the premise of this whole podcast. Well, the point is, if if like that's when I I started discovering like that trend exists, and I'm like, wait, everybody's got eight inch neat, you know, holes in the ear that neon green and the t-shirts. I didn't like the holes in the ears. Yeah, but like that whole shit and the the bands that were doing that whole trend, like again, like I would say, like crazy P 
pizza zombie on a surfboard right. sucking a unicorn's dick. Like that, that was, actually would be a good shirt. But that wasn't <laughs> our. That wasn't our wheelhouse. I think the closest thing we made an ironic version for Thursday, and we did like a unicorn with lasers oh. or something. Yeah, shit. yeah, I remember that. But like that's the closest I think we infringed into that world. But that shit was fucking horrible. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. I say for us, honestly, I say to everybody, every band comes through, I'm just like, yo, dude, it's a fucking, out of our business, you know, we do shit from like Soul Cycle to the NFL to fucking shitty bands that nobody knows about. And out of all, you take that giant cross section, it's like over 85% of it is a t-shirt, over 85% of that is a black t-shirt, and over 85% of that is a medium t-shirt. So really? all this other noise that you see is bullshit. And... And I'm wearing a black medium t-shirt right now. That's ex- and that's the thing is, point. I would wear that shit. Yeah. I'm a scientist. Yeah. Like, I just had to read back a document to me on the way over here. And I either I sound genius or a crazy homeless person. And then he asked me, he's like, okay, babe, did you understand anything you just read? I was like, nope. Well, but he's a scientist, so it's fine. Well, also, like, you've <laughs> created, like, a really, like, iconic, recognizable logo that you can spot from a mile away. It's like a lowercase g. Can we please talk about some shit he created? No, I'm not gonna. I'm getting upset. Yeah. And that, that's I, that pretty logo. amazing. Well, I'd say, I don't know if I created, I appropriated pre-existing elements. <laughs> and then, and what? I guess. A font? You put two fonts together. That was fucking created it. You created it. I'm a Your modesty genius. shit is annoying. <laughs> he's like, he's modest. Like, I wouldn't say that. Am I a shitty band? Bitch, you're the shit, and you know it. It's fine. <laughs> you're allowed to be that. I'm like, I can't be your biggest cheerleader. It's starting to make me look crazy. <laughs> I do look crazy. Do, do I not look crazy? I don't I'm, think... I'm the biggest glass jaw stan yeah. ever. It's almost embarrassing. I think the bigger <laughs> conversation is that modern day motherfuckers, like, like artists, and like, you know, you'll speak to artists. The whole new trend is like your accolades or how quick you could repurpose someone else's shit. Right. Not actually conjure up a, a, an, a an original thought, but like, yeah, I introduced you to that. Like, I like that before you, or I, I found that on the internet before you. It's like, and even, and again, it's going from the fans down to the fucking artists where they're just lazy as shit, you know? And the, prob- the problem now is that the source of the inspiration is too transparent and exposed. Like back in the day, you know, You'd be pulling from abstract little corners and you had of the to globe. Go on a microfiche to look at some shit. Yeah, now, now it's you can just, just like, pull it up on Tumblr and be like, "I like that. I'm doing it one smidge different, and then I'm going to make men but billion then dollars." But everybody's even too fucking lazy. They can't even go a couple keystrokes past that to like find. Well, something no one's going to different. Google page forty eight. Like, well, right. actually, I do, but which is why I know so many things. But it's also easier to catch people with that shit now. That's what yeah, I'm but saying, no, what and I'm they're bold is, with the no shit. But no one gives a shit. Like, right, like right. that whole fat Jew fucking guy from right. like when a couple months ago when everyone Ooh, was girl, don't even get him. me started on his ass. And again, I don't even know until after the fact, right. but everyone's like, Ugh. this guy sucks, he's stealing shit. But I'm like, everybody's like... Yeah, but that doesn't make but it cool. But then everybody's cool with it too. I'm not cool with it. <laughs> or whoever, young I'm people. I'm not cool with it at all. I don't like that shit. I'm not cool with it. Sorry. The bar is low. <laughs> bar is low and people are lazy and short. Yeah, that's true. But at the end of the day, Justin, you have to also recognize that when I rep for you and I'm like upset about something because I think someone copied you, it's because I genuinely, fuck me being your wife, it's because I genuinely think you're a great, amazing, creative person and the shit is annoying that, that n- no one understands it or sees it or knows it. That's all. Not that I think you deserve to have your name in lights. Fuck you. I'm just saying you're really creative and amazing and talented and then you work so you work so well and hard on a thing that you create and then it goes out into the world and, and someone else is given the credit for the thing that you created and I find that fucking annoying. That's all. You could pay me a compliment now, motherfucker. <laughs> so beautiful. So beautiful. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful Yeah, <laughs> that was Justin and Melissa Beck. Um, you can follow Melissa. I think Melissa's Twitter is actually um, private, but you can request to follow her. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know what the criteria is. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, not you know, it's up to her. Yeah, uh, Justin, you can. Uh, I don't think he's really a big social media person, but uh, check out Merch Direct. Order check out Glassjaw. Order some shirts. Check out Glassjaw. They're a super awesome band. Um, I saw them. 
music hall a couple years ago. Uh, and yeah, still good. Still good. Still good. Maybe better. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone that band is so good at their instrument, it's kind of like annoying to watch. Um, but yeah, Justin has this studio. So they're still good, but still annoying. Still annoying. Saying. Yeah. Uh, and if you are disappointed that we didn't really talk about the new Glassjaw record or any of their plans, you shouldn't be disappointed. Because they're, this show is called Going Off yeah, Track. Yeah, it's called Going Off Track. And also they're like a notoriously kind of secretive band. So I don't think he's like going to just spill everything on some podcast. <laughs> but yeah, we went way off track on this one. Uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, if you want to help us cover our server costs for all our podcasts, you can go to goingofftrack.com, donate a dollar, two dollars. Um, and you can just tweet at us. You can leave us a good review on iTunes. You can just tell your friends about the podcast, whatever. And we'll be back next week with another super exciting podcast, won't we, Brad? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. See you next week. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So, I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.